I didn't know that you sing also, no? You always have to sing. Music? That's all right. Listen, Levi'im generally sang. The Kohanim did all the schlepping, and Levi'im sang. So I'll help out my Levi friends and sing also. It's Simcha Cohen with Nisim on the air. Yes, it's really me. I know I took a little break, but uh, but we're back. We're back, and it's uh, it's uh, it's Laser Diamond, right? Yes, yeah, it's, la- it's laser, laser Diamond. Laser, I know laser, it. laser Diamond. Laser, how are you? Baruch Hashem. How you doing? I know you tried to call me today. I couldn't take a call. I'm sorry. It was with somebody. I just want to know if you if you got my letter. I sent you a letter. I got your letter. I loved your letter. And Jay Rodriguez also got the letters. Yes. Thank you so much. Well, Sadiq. I miss your show, really. It's, 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 you know what? You have this great ability to make people feel good. And it's such Thank a beautiful you. gift. You should always, uh-huh. always use it. Yeah, I know. I, I, you, you like the letter. I know? loved it. I loved it. Thank All you right, so much. You. I haven't been on the That's air to acknowledge it, but... I, it's been a little busy by me, Baruch Hashem. But, okay. But, Main yeah. thing, you're busy in helping Klai Yisrael. As Amen. well. Amen. Amen. We should always be Zohar. Be well. Listen, when you're doing Klai Yisrael, keep it up to 120. Amen. You too, Tzadik. Thank you. Okay. Anyways, this is... I love him, you know. I love him too. You know what? He personifies yeah. what a beautiful Jew is. Yeah. This is... I have to tell you. I have to tell you that that... Being being one of Am Yisrael is just, it's so, so exciting and so empowering. It's so wonderful. So wonderful. You think about, we, we just, Hashem just doesn't give us any rest to set. We go from, from Purim to Pesach, and now we have the Omer, and then we have Shavuot, God willing. It's just not, it's not normal what we have going on. And we're always busy, and people are doing chesed, and people are, it's just, it's just such a beautiful thing. It's so exciting. It's so exciting, and uh, and, and 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 you know, and it's it's like we always know what to do. We always know what to do, and and it's it's really it's really great. And you see, like I, I've been traveling a little bit, and I go to other towns and other places, and I see people who are just sitting and bored and doing nothing, walking around in circles, because you don't see a lot, a lot out of town. You don't see a lot of Jews. But you go, you, you, you come to New York, and you see wherever you go, see Jewish people are busy running, doing mitzvot, buying, doing this, that. It's just an unbelievable thing. It's just an unbelievable thing. So we're counting the Omer now, and I wanted to say an unbelievable thought that my rabbi Sher said and two weeks ago. And it's a thought. I cannot get this thought out of my head, and so I repeat it to everybody, and... Here we go. I'm repeating it to you guys. The question is asked the following. That when there was a plight or a crisis in Klal Yisrael, what the Tanaim and the Amoraim did was they would fast or they would pray or they would, they would beg Hashem for mercy. And many, many times in the Gemara it says Rabbi Akiva was Guzer Tahaniyot and they were Guzer Tahaniyot. So the question is asked, why when 24,000 Talmudim were dying, doesn't it say anywhere that he was Gozer any Ta'anit? Doesn't say he was he had the koach to beg Hashem to stop. Why didn't no Ta'aniyot, no Tefilot, no Yeme'ayun? Why? 
So the answer is like this. The reason why they were dying was The fact is doesn't fix that. You can't fast and you can't eat a big, and do more mitzvot and fix between man and man, if there weren't being no head kavod, they could fast from today till next year. Hashem would say, I know you love me, but you're not doing what you need to do. You have to fix the floor. You have to fix the problem. The problem is kavod. And until they figured out that that was the issue. And you know what? Maybe they were no head more kavod to Hashem. Who knows? But to each other, they weren't. And I mean, they were Tanaim. Who could understand what we're talking about? But on that, so we see that, you know what? what we, when we think about what we need to do, and we think about what our job is in this world, right now in the Omer, the tikkun that we have to make, we have to make tikkun on our midot, tikkun on what we're doing with each other, how we're treating each other, how we look at each other. If you have somebody that you're in a fight with, make shalom. Now is the time. We're coming up to Kabbalah Torah. Now is the time. If you're angry at somebody, be mevater, cash in. You know, it's like if someone's mevater, it's like they're holding a lottery ticket that's worth a million dollars and they decide not to cash it in. Imagine. They have this thing in their heart. They're holding it. They're angry. They're angry. They're angry. And if they would let go of it, it's like cashing in a lottery ticket for a million dollars. But they say, you know what? I'd rather hold on to the lottery ticket. I like the color of this ticket. It's a really, it's a pretty ticket. It's a green ticket. It's got yellow writing. It's got all sorts of things on it. I'd rather have this yellow ticket. It's like, you silly, silly person. Cash it in. You cash it in. You get a million dollars. Get rid of your bad feelings. Unload your anger. Unload your negativity. Forgive somebody. Forget about it. You win. People don't do that. Now's the time to do that. Hashem is mevater on so much for us. We have to be mevater for each other. That's the way to do it. The call-in number is 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. If you want to text, you can text in 347-927-83. My eyes are not good. Nine to seven, nine to seven, eight three nine eight. Eight three nine eight. Yeah, in English. Zap, you know, text zap, text zap, yeah. Okay. Okay. So this is like a. It's an acronym. Yeah. Anyway, so what do you think about what I'm saying, Nisi? You're 100% right. You know, and this is something that we have to work all the time. It's it's you know, but on the other hand, I'm going to say something. That doesn't mean that if somebody is doing something wrong to you, and I'm talking to kids right now, that doesn't mean if somebody is wronging you or hurting you, that you should be mevater. If somebody's bullying you, if somebody's forcing you to do something, making you feel terrible, not telling somebody is not called vatranut. That's not called vatranut. That's, that's, you, 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 you have to, Understand the difference. If somebody is is hurting you or victimizing you or or making or, or, or making you feel bad or bullying you, you you really are not allowed to be mevater. You have to stand up for yourself and you have to speak up for yourself and you have to because chayecha could mean because you have to realize that you have to you have to 
you can't live your life like that. But Janut is the silly things, the 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 the, the, the silly things between people. But sometimes kids will say, "Ah, I'm a vater. It's okay." You know what? If, if it, it, it listen, I'm not saying that you should be angry at adults. I'm talking about serious things. I'm talking about serious things. And if 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 you have a problem, and telling an adult is is or telling somebody you trust is not called is 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 not called not being a vater. That that's called taking care of yourself. It's called taking care of yourself. It's called uh, uh, doing what you need to do. Nishmartem alaf shotechem. That's what he called it. No, I want to tell you, it's not only the kids. I think that it's it's happened to many of us. You know that sometimes other other side are taking advantage about the other person, and if it's a, a big figure or something like this that everybody admire, and and then suddenly you find themselves uh, they're doing. Even just they give you some excuses. Unfortunately, we we had a, a very bad uh, situation in in a faraway country that someone used his power to basically to to do at bad things, you know. And by the name of the the the, the religious, by name of the you know the yamaka that he wore, or the other, the, you know, the, that he, he did such terrible terrible things. And I, I don't I don't want to tell people, but you know this is awareness really. And if somebody doing something against the Torah, is no excuses. That's right. No excuses. Somebody doing something that it's not allowed to do in the Torah is no excuses at all. No, there isn't. There isn't. And and you know what? You'll find in life there are bullies at every age of life. Adults get bullied too, and at the workplace, people get bullied, and in shul, people get bullied. There are always types of people that act that way, and we need to understand how to differentiate and how to how to understand what's right and what's wrong, and we can't put in be put into positions. And I've seen so many times where people have stood up and done the right thing. I was I I, I I've seen adults giborim. I was once at a board of a very prestigious organization and somebody wanted to push forward something that was wrong and he was pushing it and nobody had the guts to say neither did I I'm Mode. I was sitting there I was just silent and some guy stood up and he said I'm not maskim everybody looked at him like whoa but the fact is, the guy says, who are you? And he started bullying him and says, you sit down, you're a nobody, you're a nothing. What happened was, all of this guy's true colors came out because he turned into, from, from a, a soft-spoken bully, the leader turned into this behemoth and he started screaming at him and yelling at him. And we all looked at him and we said, like, whoa, the truth came out. But from that one person, the Nachshon ben Aminadav, the guy that had the guts to stand up and say, this is not right. And that's 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 so important. If you see one kid being being mistreated in in the school, and you see a kid being mistreated, then you need to be the one to stand up and say. You, you know need- what? I think I think that I I I was I was one of these kids. I was one of these kids. I couldn't stand. 
I couldn't stand hypocritism and I couldn't stand this. And it's cost me a lot. It cost I, me a lot, you know. I was the one that was bullied. I was the I, one I was, that got bullied. No, I was standing beside, you know, if somebody did wrong, I would jump over him. And I just doesn't care. I don't. I didn't care with nobody. You know, if it was my officer, if it was. I my was teacher. waiting for you in my life. Where were you? Because I nobody jumped over anything for me. They were bullying me, and, and 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 it wasn't even just they were bullying me. It was just that. First of all, I was the only boy. There were three boys in my entire school that wore kippot. Everybody else after school, they took off their kippah and they went. I was, I was the rabbi's son and the other rabbi's two sons. We were the only ones. Only ones that kept kosher. So it, 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 we brought our own lunch. It, 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 was, it was a different world. It was a different world. So we had to have a little thicker skin. But I also, I used humor to take care of it. When people would say things to me, would insult me. So I used humor. So, so I, once, I was once on a bus and there was it was a closed bus, air conditioned bus, and some guy was smoking. Now I used to smoke, but sorry, I So I knew that the guy was was jittery, and he was smoking. And there were old people in the front of the bus that were coughing. So I walked over to him. I said, "You know what, Dachilak, it's it's not right." He said, "I paid for my seat. I should be able to smoke." I said, "You're a yeshiva guy. Come on." So he looked at me and he said to me, he said, you're fat. When you stop eating, I'll stop smoking. So I looked at him and I said, I may be fat, but you're still stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, everybody stop smoking one day. Mitzvah by you soon. <laughs> it took him five minutes to did you just tell me to drop that? I said, no, I just told you to stop smoking. <laughs> but that was the way I handled things. And the truth yeah. is... I think that everybody creates his own protection shield, yeah. you know, protective shield. <laughs> you know, I, just, I can tell you stories about standing, you know, and fighting about but the I, ju adjustment, you know, I, I, just, you know. But it's now as an adult, I've learned, I've learned. But you should know that 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 is what that's also kavod. You know that when we talk about the kavod, kavod is understanding, understanding the, the 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 to stand up, to stand up for what's right and to stand up for what what we what we need to do, and this is this is what we this is what what the Omer is about. We're counting up in order to get to to matan Torah, we had to go from a mentality of slaves until we realized that. We can't be, we cannot be uh, passive if we have the Torah. You can't be pushovers if you have the Torah. You have to be able to stand up. Orif, have to have strength. If we to, to keep the Torah, to have the Torah, you have to be able to have strength. You can't be pushovers. You know what? But this is all about, you know, I spoke about it, uh, you know, the, the two weeks ago and the, I think three weeks ago also about what is the characteristic of a Jew? You know, you see, let's say, let's say that start, starting from Yosef or, or, or Moshe Rabbeinu. You know, Yosef and Moshe could took over Mitzrayim, Egypt, easily, right? Yeah. It, it reached a point that people didn't trust anymore the leader, Pharaoh, 
and they can go after Moshe, no right. question. He didn't even think about it. You know, he took a chance in, of his life, you know, call it his chance of that. He took, like, he's a politician, it was a suicide, you know, right? Right. To take three million people, kids that running all uh, in between the legs and want to drink and want to eat and want this without anything, without food, without drinking, without, to the desert. <laughs> instead to, to, you know, instead to go and make a, a, a Egyptian spring, you know, that you go over there, take over all the, the Egyptian uh, houses and go over. They could right. do it, right? Right. But this is the beauty about Am Israel. This is about the beauty of that following the Kadosh Baruch Hu That's it. with determination that nobody, nobody can stand it. We have it in our gene. Avraham Avinu left his homeland to a nowhere place. You know, it's it's amazing. Because, because we walk with Hashem. And when you walk yeah. with Hashem, you can walk. Avraham Avinu walked into Kivshana Esh. Yeah. To the, and the truth is, the truth is, when a person is a ma'amin, it's no different than 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 than, than in the Shoah. That everything, they, they, every generation, they walked into the kivshaya esh with emunah. And you know what? You know what? There are so many stories, so many stories about that the, the the Nazis tried. Not, not everybody tried to break our spirit. They couldn't break our spirit. They no. couldn't break our spirit. And 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 and. and, and and right now, Rabbi Akiva, he, he was, he was, he, he, when they took, pulled out his heart, he was, he was smiling because yeah. this is, because the truth is, the truth is that this is what they can't stand about us. You know, but also, also, you look at this, you know, people want to you know, go, Kiddush Hashem, you know, and some people call themselves Shahidim, you know, and the other side, but it's not, it's not a, to a total different concept you we don't in as a jewish nation we never went to conquer another land never never you know it was only our land that's a promised land we never went to conquer or to take over the government we could have taken by the way we could have taken it could have taken a jordan in a heartbeat yeah in a heartbeat and we could have taken lebanon and two heartbeats yeah and we were up to Beirut and Mohammed Shlomo Galil, we were in Beirut. We went five, four kilometers from Damascus. We was 101 kilometers of Cairo. And, and, it's and, not, it's that not would have been real occupied land. Yeah, Boy, if we would have put settlements there, they would really have problems. Yeah. It, but it, no, this is not in our blood. It's not in our, It's not even just we don't want it. We don't need it, and we don't want, want it. it. It's not ours. We don't. We don't it's not ours. And not this. This is the beauty about it. I'm telling you, I know that the determination, the the. the Power, the, the willpower of you know. I remember myself, you know, in the in the in the army. You know, you are going up, f what do you call it? Starting like overnight, overnight uh, sailing and and in a, in a, a rubber boat, and this is with the training, and they drop you to the ocean with all your equipment. It's a winter time, <laughs> aye, aye, aye. with all equipment that everything becomes so heavy and wet, and you're cold, and you're walking, and you start swimming to the to the uh, to the shore, and walking, and you go on the beach. You know the sand of the beach, and starting like this, and this is the beginning, and then start climbing up and going, and you know, and this is determination that you don't you know you can, it's 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 impossible but, to to explain what kind of you know. So, and we are the elite unit of the universe. But this is, the, you know what? And it's so easy to transfer that to our kids. Exactly. Because you know what? You take our kids 
and you put them, you sit them down to learn, and I every time someone says to me, oh, dual curriculum, Hebrew, English, too difficult. Are you nuts? You take a kid, you put him in front of Aleph Bet. Before you know, Aleph Bet turns into Chumash. Chumash, Rishonim, Aharonim, they're learning, and they're learning, and learning, learning Shas. You have young people finishing Shas. And this is the same thing. Ah, it's hard? Of course it's hard. Yeah, yeah. But this is what makes us who we are. These people, that's, I'm, and I'm telling you, I had an interview here with a guy, one kind of conservative reform guy. He came to interview about the radio. And... One one of things that I told him, listen, you think that you are Jewish? Are you? Well, how many times a year you went to the to shul? You know, in the holidays, you know. What do you think about your your son? His university. What do you think he will bring your shiksa? Oh, chasve chalila This is not chasve chalila. It's seventy eight percent. It's what happened, you know. And we are here thirty four hundred years after Matan Torah, only because only because. Or the so-called fanatic people, or the, the people that you know sitting and learning Torah, not because Ami and because people that don't learn Torah, don't you know going like this. It's only because of this what we call it. We used to make fun about them, you know, the Dosim, the the Charedim. This is why we are here, and this is 100%. something. percent. And I want to tell I, you know I was having a, a discussion with a kid, and he's talking about Benonim. I said, I, you know what? That doesn't work for me. I don't think kids should have a goal of being a Benoni. Kids, kids should have a goal of being Sadiqin. It's so easy to over to to to, to uh, overbalance mitzvot and avirot. Kid, you could do so many more mitzvot. It's so easy, it's so easy. You learn Torah every second, every breath of Torah. There's a, there's a sefer called Binyan Olam. Talks about Chavetz Chaim. Talks about how many letters a person could say in a minute, how many letters in an hour, and how many letters in two hours. Talk about how many mitzvot a person could pack in. I had uh, for for many many years. My Meshkiach used to talk about a, a yeshiva bacher in the yeshiva. The, at the end of the week, he had a list of how many minutes he was mevatel, and then on Shabbat during his break, he would make up those minutes. Wow, and this was for years. I heard it, him tell it maybe five times in Shmuz. Before I left the yeshiva, I was there for five and a half years. He called me over. He says, I have to tell you something. I said, what? He told me that was your brother. I had no idea. I had no idea who was talking about my brother. My brother, lives, Abraham Cohen, Rabbi Abraham Cohen, lives in Detroit. Such a matbid. He was such a, a makbid on his time. And when you think about it, when you think about it, he has he has the he has the, the focus. I don't have the focus. I'm not. I'm, I, he got all of it. I you got, not say, you're not supposed to say you're not focused. You know. You're aiming. You're aiming. You're aiming to the eye. You know. I, I, I'm happy, all, listen, I'm happy with who I am. I am focused on a lot of different things at one time. Yeah. But the fact is, the fact is, though, you you have to understand. I'm focused on mitzvot. There's okay. no question about it. Dr. Rabbi Simcha Cohen, you know, if I can, you can. <laughs> 100%. No, I, 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 listen, there's nothing to talk about. I, I, there's no excuse not to learn Torah. There's no excuse to do, not to do mitzvot. There's no excuse. There's no excuse. And, and, I'm, and so I, I'm not saying that. I'm saying he is who he is because he has, I, but you know what? But, we both have our 
our roles. Each, each of us. Each of us has a different uh, characteristic, different kishoni, you know, the talent. And uh, that's what you have to explain. And that's what I kids, want, uh, kids need to know that. Kids know, need know, to know too. Yes. I want to tell you something, you know, really something that's very bother. And I want to get your uh, opinion about it. First, okay? And I, I, I was sitting with a person yesterday morning and talking about that is a, is a father and a husband. He told, he told me that he doesn't know what to do. Basically, he come home and his, his wife, Hasida, big, big uh, tzaddeket, but she is on a WhatsApp groups. And yeah. a WhatsApp group that doing chassadim, but even if he talk to her, she's not here. She's there. And the kids, the same. And I know, I know from uh, South Korea, and again, I was taking the, the example from South Korea, that uh, you, I don't know if you, you, you know, probably you, learned, you, you heard it about this, or psychiatrists, all this kind of terror, what happened. South Korea, to about 20 years ago, that they had, had a mission in their life, and that, that their kids will be the smarter kids, smartest kids in the world. They went all over the world and collect all the best pieces. <laughs> For example, they went to Israel, to the basically art school, and translate the Gemara to Korean. Because they said the Jewish are smart people, we're going to teach them to be smart. They went to the, to the uh, Japan and pick up the, the, the internet, all this. What happened in South Korea right now? It's disaster, a really disaster. It's become uh, out of hand. The internet is the, most, the fastest internet in the world. They have everything in the internet. And unfortunately, the case that broke the, the idea, the, like the tension of the people, that a, a baby, poor baby, the parents, the young parents, was sitting in a three days in front of the computer, in front of this computer, it's basically a t t huge, huge screen, and playing reality show. <laughs> Never. The baby died because they didn't, they forgot to feed her. And two days ago, in Queens, in an internet cafe, a guy bothered a guy, you know, I think an oriental person, you know, he took a knife, stabbed the other knife, the guy, killed him, and continued the games. I... And I, I'm telling you, this this is something, uh, when I say, when I, when I, in the morning, you know, I got, I got it recently, when I get Baruch Shalosani Eved, this is exactly the point. So I could tell you, this is this is unbelievable point, but I I learned something from an Eno Yehudi that works for me, and he told me he had to communicate with me about something. So he finally Sunday morning, I picked up my phone. What's Eshabat generally? And I'm not, nothing to look at. I don't like to, whatever, not not always, but this was a Shabbat. I just didn't end Shabbat till late and I just didn't pick up my phone. There's nothing. Yeah. Sunday morning, I see he's he's infuriated. I texted you 20 times. I called you 50 times. I said, 
You don't understand. From Friday afternoon at around 4 o'clock, I shut off all technology. He says, how do you do that? He's from India. He goes, that's impossible. I said, what do you mean impossible? Because you don't go crazy? I said, don't go crazy. I put it in my drawer. I don't go crazy. I, I, no, no, I close. No, I'm saying I close it. I I shut it. Off. Of course, I shut it off. I shut it off and I put it in my drawer. I don't look at it. It's not even. I don't. I don't even know it's there. Okay, but he says. So you know what? Around three weeks ago, I met him. He says, you know what, my wife and I do. On weekends, we shut off our phones. He goes and we spend time together. We go hiking in 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 the park. We do things. And so he said, it's it it. Brings us back to reality. So the fact is like this. This is what Torah and Mitzvot is about. It's about not being dependent on anything. That's why it'll never happen to a Jew. Because et lehov, et lisno, et nochama, et shalom, et lerkod. There's a time for everything. In the Jewish life, there's a time for everything. There's a mitzvah to cry. There's a mitzvah to laugh. There's a mitzvah, and, and but I I want to say you no. Know, this really is something that when what what is addiction? What is addiction? I hate the word. Okay. Oh, okay. So you know what? Slavery. I think that I think that that the, I think anybody any behavioral dependency is what I would rather call it. Okay. Because when you Be call it an addiction, thing. then you're saying it's a disease. Okay. And when you're saying it's a disease... I think it's epidemic. <laughs> it's, it's a human nature. Yes. And when it, you call it a human nature, that means we have hope that everybody could get over it and we don't have to go and we don't have to make societies that condone it. I have somebody who's 30 years. I'm in recovery. 30 years? He hasn't had a drink 30 years. Maybe you're healthy. Maybe you're doing well. You have six kids. You have a family. You're doing well. So when you were 24 years old, you were an alcoholic. And you went, Baruch Hashem, you got yourself settled. You got a wife. You got a family. And you're a productive human being. Now you're still in recovery? <laughs> it's like like I'm 24 years, no smoking. It's, 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 it's like... like it's the same thing. It's like, it's, I, so I'm still a smoker. 15 years ago, I stopped smoking. So, but, no, I, I forgot about that. Move yeah. on. But again, that's that the thing that you have to understand that if something is really you depend on, on something, you become slave of the right. of of the of the of the desire. And I'm telling you, when if you are slave on if you are a slave to this desire, you cannot say the bracha in the morning. That's right. You're gonna say I Do you want know something? When my father my father passed away, Tedvav Hashvan. Okay. So it was the last Kippur before he died. And he was in front of his keilah. He was the rabbi of the Avenue O Synagogue before he died. And he was he was there and in front of his Sibor, in front of his Sibor, the doctor told him he has to drink through the day, because he was on heavy chemo. And he had less than a less than an ounce, and he stood up in front of the tzibur, he said, I want you to see what it means to be a Jew. What it means to be a Jew is not addicted to mitzvot. Sometimes the hardest thing, he said, the hardest thing I'm doing is I'm, I'm my whole life, and I, I never drank a kippur, ever, not even a drop. But the doctor told me I have to, and Rabbi Yaakov Ben Chaim, my brother-in-law was his, he would ask him halachot, and he said, 
have to, and he did. And he said, this is a mitzvah also. Because the Torah tells us it's not about being addicted. If someone you're saving someone's life, when the Hatzalah people go out and get into their cars on Shabbat to save a life, that's a mitzvah. That's the essence of a mitzvah also. That is what it means to be a Jew. We're not addicted to, 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 addicted to, 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 this is not what it is. It's not that we, we have times when we stop. We have times when Hashem tells us when we have to stop. And what, what main thing is to do what you need to do. That's what Shavuot's about. Chatzilachem, Chatzilashem. Have to be half to Hashem, half, have to enjoy, we have to enjoy the world Hashem gave us. It's not people, you see like some people, they're, they're addicted and, there's some people that, <laughs> they're addicted to learning. Yeah. I don't like the word, right? Okay. But the whole world stops. When I was in yeshiva, there was a guy who got married a month after marriage. He's sitting there. Sedeh Shlishi is from 8.30 to 11. He's in the Bet Midrash, 9.15. So the mashkiach, he was sitting next to me on the bench. I almost fell off the bench. The mashkiach walked over to him and said, Fivel, what are you doing here? He says, it's night seder. He goes, you just got married a month and a half ago. What are you doing here? He goes, I'm learning. He goes, you're supposed to be at home talking to your wife. He says, you're not supposed to be, you're not allowed. He says, you're not allowed to come to Night Seder. He says, but my wife says I can. Well, your wife doesn't know what she's talking about. So he says, well, what should I do? He goes, play Scrabble. Play yeah. Scrabble. Clean the dishes. Right. <laughs> two people, take how the, many dishes? Take the, take the garbage down. How many dishes? Two people. He's <laughs> like... But but the fact is this is this is this is this is but about the WhatsApp. So I want to say first of all, if your kids are on WhatsApp, then you have a problem because your kids shouldn't be on WhatsApp. That I don't I don't know I don't know kids in texting. I'm totally against it. It's 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 just it's it's ridiculous. My my kids' school have it's they they don't allow it. I had to go and find a phone until I found the the right phone for my kid. The, the, the dummy phone you have to like you have to tell to research to get you have to get it on Amazon and they're obsolete but but, but you know what I tell you uh, my kids do, doesn't have phone uh, as long as they're in yeshiva you know that's not, so not my, my, up, I, up to 12th grade is not allowed at all so my son has my son has the phone only for one reason he comes home supper time and they takes it tonight said I want to know when he's coming home if he's not available also Sometimes he's an older boy. Sometimes he's a senior. If I need him to help with the kids or something, I want to be in communication. But the fact is, the texting, the WhatsApp—that's that's the. As far as that, as far as there's a lot of very nice things that happen on with Chesed and things on the WhatsApp chats and things like I, that. I I know, I know, I know. We know this. We're using it all the time, but the question is really proportion. It's the proportion, and you know. Chesed matchil babayit, starting at home. Are you cooked your dinner for your kids? Are you washed the dishes? Are you washed the clothing for the kids? Or for your husband? Or the husband bring the food for the... the, the this, you or, know, or, or, this or, is this is something that really, really uh, upset me. But it's not only me. the women. It's not only the no, women. No, 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 it's not the women. How many men know. drive home? Exactly. They're sitting in the driveway before they walk into uh, the exactly. house. You see them texting on the yeah, phone. Exactly. Exactly, we all kind of victims of this. I'm telling you, we admit it. Yeah, I admit it. Admit it. We're victim of this, but we have to know the proportion. I'm telling you, yeah. I, I took upon myself 
to cut you know you don't you don't know how much i cut you know you can see my phone i, I don't even try to open them you know i don't open this you know just you know since since people oh why you don't open my text or, or why not so no, I have, I, you know i have this thing so i used to always answer my phone maybe it's my wife so i put a special ring for my wife so i know that it's her if it's not that ring then it's not her then it's not. So now you can do what anything. What about me? <laughs> so, you see how, how quickly I answer your text. I'm, I'm not very good at answering texts. I, 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 the, the truth is that, that this is, but these are the Nisyonot of our generation. And, yeah. and, and this is, this is, this is the, the test. And our, our kids, our kids, that's, You have to believe that that also gives them koachidush and learning too. When these kids apply this intellect and this brain to learning, so there's no question about it. I had a, I had a boy I was working with. It was a brilliant boy, and he, he knew how to build things with the internet and this and that. He, he, he was very into technology. So I said, you know, what could you use this for? Do you know at 16 years old, He, he is 16 years old. He, he wrote a book, pamphlet book of all the different melachot and the engineering of the melachot, how they apply in modern day. Wow. Brilliant, brilliant thing. And, 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 and he, he applied it. You know what? For, this is, there's, there's so much, there's so much that, that, that the, 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 all the Torah that's disseminated and, and it, it's, 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 it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. As long as you don't get addicted to that, <laughs> you know. We know, but uh, first of all, you, you, we're talking about uh, talking about learning and and and, this, and all this kind of uh, limude kodesh. Unfortunately, we, I didn't learn it, you know, when I was young. No, no, but I was in university, and th- I thought I'm, I'm I'm smart, and you know, and then I found that I don't know nothing. Uh, but uh, in the other end, you can see that the yeshiva boy, they just graduate yeshiva uh, with bet midrash, they come to the market. The high-tech market and a few months is top of the, of top of the market, you know? Right. They have the ability to catch and to see and vi- you know, visual and make all the, 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 the uh, you know, the, all these kind of ideas that nobody... And you know what? And, and, and the, the uh, hamstruck of what you're saying is if you then take and imagine if the Roshay Yeshiva And the Gedolei Hador would have applied their a drop of what they applied in learning. They put that into the real world. They'd own the world. Yeah, they'd own the world. He's the most brilliant, brilliant people in the world. If if Aaron Schechter wouldn't have started Chaim Berlin, wouldn't have gone to Chaim, and he would have gone into business, forget it. Yeah, forget it. He owned Manhattan. Who knows what? But his goal was to build Chaim Berlin. Rav Shmuel Berman's goal was to to, 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 to save Kali Yisrael. Yeah. Forget it. Dalai Lama would have been would have been a, a sneeze. Yes, exactly. You know, because Chavadia had had charisma. Yeah, he had pizzazz. He had he had everything. He would have put the Dalai Lama. It didn't even it didn't maneuver to to his person. That's what the beauty. It didn't maneuver to his personal life. You know, like Rabbi Steinman. You know, you go to his house. What do you see over there? 
סוכנות ב', you know, you know, and... When I was in yeshiva in Israel, in Merkaz HaTorah and Tel Piyot, which was a very not religious neighborhood in the early, in 1980, it was all shtachim, it wasn't built up. There was no, there was no, uh, there was nothing there. There was no pizza store, nothing there. So we used to have, whenever anybody would die in the neighborhood, four yeshiva guys, myself and three other guys, would go and we would be Menachem Avel as representatives of the yeshiva. And we offer, if you want, minyanim. Now, these people were not religious at all. They were chilonim mamash. But we would come in as a kiddush Hashem. So, five rechov lei biyafe. It was in my building, the dress. We walk into a, a, a place. I'm telling you the embarrassment that I felt when we walked. One of the people sitting stood up and screamed at us, Get out! Muznachim, you disgusting people. I hate that team. Get out of here. Get out of here. He embarrassed us. We, everybody looked at us. Who are these people? Pushed us out. It was, it was, kapara mamash. So on our way out, the kitchen is always near the door. When you, the itziah the, of the apartment, generally the kitchen is near there. So the wife came out and she was very, very apologetic. And she explained that her husband was a police officer in Me'asha'arim in the time when they had a lot of a lot of conflict with the Hasidim and his uncle was killed in the original Hafganot, the original demonstration there was one police officer that was killed and that was his uncle so he was very angry so okay fine she told us meanwhile in the conversation because I could talk to a wall Like, I, I could make conversation with anything or anybody. So I was talking to her. She mentioned that she had headaches, migraines, whatever. So I went home, Pesach. So I was thinking, oh, kid, whatever. I bought Excedrin PM. I bought two bottles. I said, you know what? Lady has headaches. Maybe they'll bring her some. So I knocked on her door. She looks at me. What? I said, you know, this is what we take for migraines in America. I gave it to her. So that Friday... The bus stop was in front, like two buildings down from the apartment building. I'm waiting to get on the bus. All of a sudden, someone runs up to me. He says, Sikha, Bakhur, wait, wait. I see it's the guy that attacked us. So I'm like, I'm, I'm ready to run away. He says, tell me something. He says, you have to tell me something. Because you have to tell me you're not a regular religious person. I said, what does that mean? He says, can't be. He says, you care about my, you go, you think about my wife, you bring her at 7 p.m. I said, what is that? that? That's what a dati is. That's what a Torah Jew is, thinks about people. So we had tea every, every Friday. I'd have tea on Izmir Peset, my cup, my water, my tea bag. I told him, and we talked, we became friends. He told me, Rav Amram Bloy, who was the head of the Nturi Karta, in the original, original time, it was a war. It was a yes. war between the police and the Nturi Karta. And his, he, they went to meet. He was Nechbala Kelim. He was sitting and learning all day. He was very, very big tzaddik. They went to meet him. Not him. His, 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 it was a family of police officers. I think his uncle, maybe another uncle, said they went. They thought they were going to go to a palace. 
They thought they were going to go to a palace. They thought they were going to go, here's this guy who commands this army of Hasidim that's making their life miserable. He said, they came in and tea. His wife served them tea and sponge cake. There's a table. None of the chairs matched. Just Svarim. Very soft-spoken. Very polite. He said, you're not going to win this war. I'm just sitting here fighting what Hashem wants. So just give it up. Because you think of, he says, so this, this, like, like Yoda, like this, this little guy, this is what we're talking about. But that's the Koach. We talk about, talk about the, the, the Koach of Steinman, what he, his tefilot, is the, 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 the tzaddikim in our, in our world, the tefilot. And, 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 and when you talk about taking charisma to lead yeshiva, to lead a generation, to lead a world in Torah, that's what it's all about. After that, there's, there's nothing other than that. So, kids, you're when you're learning and you're getting ready. You think that you think that that you know. So they tell you English. You have to have your math. You have to graduate your classes. You have to do your regions. This and that. That that's 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 important. But when you learn Torah, when you make a siyum in class, when you finish a parsha, when you finish a masechet, you're you're changing the universe. You are shifting the universe. You are doing things that you can't ever imagine are happening when you do that. When you come into school and you open up your siddur and you pray and you learn and you talk to Hashem, you are you're changing the reality of this world. And you have to understand that. And on every level, it doesn't matter whether you're saying Tilim, whether you're a first grader and you're saying Alphabet, whether you're a second grader and you're learning Chumash, you're third grader, Fifth grader, twelfth grader. This is this is what this is the beginning and the end of it all. There's nothing to talk about. After that, you know what? The world will begin and stop, and countries will fall and rise, and wars will be fought, and people will be killed, and we're still learning Torah. We're still doing the same thing that they did two thousand years ago. We're still doing the same. Imagine we're putting on the same tefillin that Moshe Rabbeinu put on. Put on the same tefillin that 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 David Melech wore. We're learning the same Torah, the same halachot that David HaMelech was posek from his chair. Our rabbis are being posek. How is that? The same thing. It's no different. So I'll tell you. We had, I had a cousin that was a reform rabbi. A distant cousin. And my brother, Aleva Shalom, and I used to learn every night in the summer in our kitchen. And they came to visit because we lived near Niagara Falls, so we always found all the relatives we never knew we had. Because we lived near Niagara Falls, so, oh, we have an uncle near Niagara Falls, we're going to come visit, can we stay? So so he comes with his wife, and I, I tell you, they had Kentucky Fried Chicken bags on the front of seat of their car. Okay? He's in the kitchen, so they normally we learn in the kitchen, so they were in the kitchen, my father, my mother, we were learning in the dining room. Now he's a reform rabbi. He couldn't, he couldn't stay focused on his conversation in the kitchen. He came and he said, what are you learning? What are you doing? So we said, we're learning Gemara, Talmud. He says, you're learning the original text, Talmud in Aramaic? Really? The, 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 the Aramaic? So yeah. So I never saw that. Reform rabbi. Never saw it. So you never saw it? Really? He says, do you mind if I, if I sit in? He sat. He just listened. Just listened. Today, this was... 35 years ago. Today, he's a from rabbi. 
So from Rabbi, from that one incident of sitting, because what was Pshat? He grew up in Oklahoma. He was a Jewish boy, had a Jewish soul, that wanted to do something Jewish. So in Oklahoma, where he was, what did that mean? That meant, and from his temple, he asked his rabbi, his rabbi hooked him up and sent him from the temple to the Shmempel to the Bempel, and he ended up in, in the, 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 the cemetery and whatever, and he got his degree as a rabbi. And he thought he was doing what God wanted. But it wasn't good enough for him. As soon as he saw us learning, he went and God bless Art Scroll and Schatzenstein, and he got himself him, his own Hebrew Gemara, and he learned, he went, or Sameach, this and that, he became from, because his soul didn't let him rest. If you think that there's anything natural about learning, if you think there's anything normal about learning, if you think there's anything that makes sense about learning, doesn't. It's it, no sense. You know, it's no sense. And not only this one thing that I discovered, you know, that I really was, I, I, I didn't understand nothing. I don't understand nothing. I didn't either. And I was no, raised but, from. I know. But, yeah, but none I'm of just, us understand. Just, it's, you know, when we're talking about math, you have linearic line, okay? One plus one is two. One of two, two plus two is four. Right. So, you know, all this stuff. But when you're learning Torah, it's total different math. You know, suddenly, it's from zero, can jump to 100 and a million. And you don't know where it's going. When it's the gate or gate of knowledge will open to you, and unless you really put into, the, into yourself all this knowledge, sure. you know, and you're trying it. You know, I see, I see people that two, two years, and suddenly the, all the, all the mayanot of chokhmah, the, 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 unbelievable. The, uh, unbelievable, open to them. It's amazing. It's, it's really it's, amazing. It's really amazing. My father-in-law, he is the consummate I mean, I could talk about him for, for tzaddik in every way. Like you never ever saw. So he was a principal of a school, English principal of a school based David in Muncie. Also, he was a Rebbe in Yishishim for like 50 years. So interesting, their house is right next to this convent, St. Zita's Village. Okay, on 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 uh, on Saddle River Road. So, he used to have a communication with one of the principals of the parochial schools, sometimes to get, uh, you know, substitute teachers, whatever. So he he met. Story goes, and I hope we can verify. I hope I get the story right, and I do it justice. That a nun who was principal said, "I don't understand." Our kids sit until 13 with their hands folded at their desks like angels, and they grow up to be hooligans. They grow up to be criminals. Your kids run around like, like, like hooligans till they're 13, and they grow up to be rabbis. So what is that? The truth, <laughs> the truth is, so when you see little kids misbehaving, give them time. As soon as they start learning... As soon as you get them into learning, as soon as they, they learn their first Gemara, the first Rashid, it's all going to settle down. It's all going to settle down. The Gemara says, if you saw, that, that if you see, that's that's angry, it's Torah. The Torah is what makes them angry. What does it mean? The passion. The passion of learning. You can't get into the fire of learning and be Adish. You can't. You can't be and be passive. And you know, be, you it's, can't. It's, it's so true because, you know, when you go, it just 
just randomly go to his, uh, any any gemara show whatever just sit in and with with a rabbi and that knowledgeable you know and you see starting already and I did I, I'm telling you with all my life I didn't see one gemara show that is like quiet or like like uh, like you learn history or learn uh, math and you have always like this is squeeze your brain and basically start active you all they, they, they know oh I don't agree with Rabbi Meir Rabbi Rabbi Lazar Rabbi you know all, everybody and just and the Tosfot and Rashi on this and it's, it's it's so true it's so what you're saying is so so on the point when I started university okay now I've learned in base measures for like seven eight years I started university after I got married so I got my BTL my bachelor's from my yeshiva bachelor's before I applied for any college so I go to my first course, and I sat next to Rabbi Usher Sebo, who was the principal of Torah Vadas, Sadiq, like, you know, I love him. And he's extremely educated, extremely brilliant, brilliant, brilliant educator. So we're sitting next to each other, and I was in Shear. My whole life I was in Shear. So the professor says something, so I had a question. So I said, but I don't get that. That doesn't make sense. She goes, well, you think you're in yeshiva? <laughs> you don't, you don't frag up the professor in college. You just shut up. You sit. You write down what he said. He is God. You keep quiet. And this is not Gemara. You're not allowed to ask questions. Certainly not allowed to disagree. Yeah. And, but but Torah learning is the exact opposite. It's the exact opposite. You know, this when I, I remember myself when I was young, younger, and I had argument. You know. Between the the I, I learned the Quran, I learned the Muslims and Christianity all this. You stuff. read it. You didn't learn it. I, I I would say I would say that I tried to understand and I I was experienced. I lived in an Arab village. I went you know and I was in a in a, in a church, but because I, it's something the curiosity of the Jewish kid. Right. Okay. But I figured like this, you know, what a different. You know, for example, the Arab kid when he go to the madrasa to the school. Okay. And they said, oh, Alif, Ba, Ta, Sa. You know, you have to return your, your pit, you repeat it exactly the same. You don't, the, 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 if the, the teacher said it's a little bit, you get a flag, you know, and, and your finger. And this is, you know, and if a kid's a little bit independent and is in a spirit or want to go, it's no way, you know. And when you see that the our educa the, the the kids' education here, if you the rabbi say Aleph, expecting you to say Bet, Bet, okay. and game to active you, and, and this and, is something very important. And beautiful and, minhag know, of the of the, of the uh, by the upsharing they give the minhag with the, give of the, uh, the with the candy with the yeah, with, with the, the honey. honey. With the, this is this is, but you know what, the honey is not to trick the kid, it is honey. It is the sweetest thing. It is the most beautiful thing. It's to just give him, give him coming attractions. It's coming attractions because you know what? It, it it is it is the sweetest thing. For for me at my age, it's the sweetest thing. Uh, Rabbi, I, I wish we had more time. Me and, too. You know, I just, uh, it's good to be back. Uh, yes, uh, yeah. Welcome back. No callers, but what can I tell you? Uh, I can talk to Nisi forever. <laughs> I think <laughs> Mitchell. <laughs> And we have so well, many, you know, so next many, week if you yeah. want to call in, you can feel free. <laughs> we have so many things to discuss about, you know, really the slavery Aye. and the other stuff that I, I, we didn't touch it, but it it's is. very important. And I, I would say uh, important to our kids. 
So, Rabbi, thank you very much. Thank you. And, uh, you know what? Uh, Jerud.com. Jerud.com. 712-432-4217. just want to say one thing. Yes. I have Torah, Mitkamet, Ela Al To every child out there that's having trouble learning and is getting upset and is feeling sad because they're not doing well. This is a natural thing. Torah does not exist unless you kill yourself on it, it says. And Work hard. Hashem will give you what you need, and He'll open your mind and open your heart. Don't give up. Give up on math and science, maybe. No, no, Don't no. Don't no. give but up. This, uh, I, want, I want to say now, uh, now I'll, uh, let me jump a little bit to the adults of us, you know. To the mechanchim, to the morot, all this. Be the dvash, be the ani, be the. Don't be the stick, because our kids need it, and it's so important. You know, we. This is another another show. That's true. Okay? I know the rebbeim that I know are dvash. Yeah. Okay. But they, they, I know. They, I know. I know. Ninety-nine percent of the of the mechanchim, the educator, the teachers are beautiful. Sometimes you have, but... But guess be... what? I have a temper, and everybody has a temper, and sometimes we don't know ourselves, we don't know what we're doing, and one of the hardest things for me when I was a teacher was to know when I wasn't able to teach. And I had to just, sometimes, I had to... So one kid says, you know, Rabbi, whenever you're in a bad room, you bring donuts. So I, bring, yeah. I used to bring donuts. After a bad date, I bring donuts. Yes. <laughs> And this is I had a lot of them. <laughs> so I had fat class. But this is really important to all of us to take the consideration of other people and think about the, the, the young boys and girls that sitting in a class and look to admire a person. That's right. And That's right. to stimulate the brain in the right way. That's right. Through the heart. Yeah. Have a good week, everybody. Thank you very much, Robert. Thank you. And all the best. And you know, don't forget to count Omer. Yes, yesterday, was... yesterday was 22. Okay? Yep.